SPAC, however, the shareholders are already there. They already own the shares. So you can go to them, bring them over the wall and have a conversation with a target alongside of those current shareholders and say, is this a deal you like and you want to stay in? And I think that gives you much more of a conversation for a lot of cannabis companies. You know, this would be their first big jump into public capital markets. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where it's nice. Both groups, investors and the cannabis company operators can dip their toes in the water and do it together. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Joe Crothers, the CEO of Cirrus Group Holdings and Cirrus Acquisition Group. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could join us today. For our listeners, whether you're a cannabis investor or you're a cannabis company that's raising capital, you want to lean in because today's show has something for everybody. Joe's been in the industry for a while. From what I read, Joe, you started off in the cannabis distribution arena, but now you've got back to your first love and that's now you're a cannabis investor. And I thought maybe to get things started, you could give us a quick snapshot of some of the companies within your investment portfolio. Sure. Yeah, Dan, it's great to be here and love your show. Thanks for having me. And at at Sears Group, we've been investing in cannabis for uh, a little over four years now, which doesn't sound like a long time, but it's an eternity in the legal cannabis world. Sure. So we've seen a lot of what's where the industry has come from, because again, it really is just a few years old in in the way that looks and feels currently. We're new to this, but we're also pretty senior when it comes to the experience in the industry. So yeah, with Cirrus, we have tended to focus on the consumer facing side of the industry. And a lot of that comes from US-based investments. We have done a couple of deals abroad. The U.S. cannabis market for us, obviously, it has had an interesting path, I think, in terms of the investor experience getting to here. And we were talking about this briefly before we, we started today. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And I do think we're getting to a place now where there's really some proven names out there that you can really look at in the industry and say, okay, this growth story that these cannabis companies have been telling us you know, for all these years, there's something really behind this, right? This industry really is moving where they said it would. And the companies are starting to prove that they can deliver on that um, for investors. So I think it's such a great time to be, you know, uh, absorbing what's going on in cannabis. And I do think there's a lot of opportunity there. Generally, as I was saying, we we have focused at Cirrus, we focus on the consumer facing side of the industry. So we've invested in names that folks will know, PAX, several brands in California, We've done a couple dispensary deals, uh, and then we're part of a company in Uruguay that is exporting medical product. I believe now the largest medical exporter in the world. Over the last couple of years, have harvested 13, 14,000 pounds of medical product that's been sent to Europe and Israel, Australia, and others. So it's been a, a great experience, and it has been a roller coaster, but so far for us, knock on wood, we've had a very good run and have avoided the blowups and those things. And now we feel like it's a great time to be really putting money to work. And you mentioned Sears Acquisition Corp in the intro, and and that's a SPAC that we just recently sponsored in March. So that went public uh, on the Canadian exchange in March. And we are actively out now searching for targets to go through that SPAC and then the subsequent de-SPAC process, thereby taking them public. 
Yeah, maybe just take a step back on that for a second. SPACs, for our listeners that aren't familiar, Special Purpose Acquisition Company. Can you explain to us how it works and how it's different than some other investment vehicles? Yeah, you got an acronym that doesn't maybe sound familiar. And it sounds silly, right? You read a lot of headlines that call SPACs blank check companies. And technically, it is what they are, but that sounds ridiculous a little bit. It's, wow, so you're telling me I'm just giving you a blank check to go do something with. And and as an investor, you're doing that. However, it's really advantageous, I think, for especially cannabis investors. And obviously, SPACs are not just being used in cannabis. It's In fact, you see even more of them in the tech space. Certainly the electronic vehicles, et cetera. You've seen a lot of SPAC deals, DraftKings, TGI Fridays. There's been numerous deals done recently via SPACs. So it can apply to any industry. However, I think in cannabis, it's it's really interesting because of the fact that other ways of becoming public, they're not as readily available to cannabis companies, you know, back to federal illegality, restriction of capital markets, those types of things. So to me, for a cannabis company that's ready to take that step. Uh, and I'll go back into to, to why to look at that if you're one of those businesses yeah. in a second. But if you're ready for that move to to be a public company, and in cannabis, that move unfortunately can start even earlier than it does in other places because there aren't those large private check writers. There aren't those mm-hmm. large private funding sources, right? So you get away from those institutional investors. Then all of a sudden, you're a cannabis company. You you want to raise twenty million bucks, which by other industry standards wouldn't be a big number. However, where are you going to get a couple of $5 million checks in cannabis? Those can be tough to find, right? Sure. You're, you're typically dealing with individuals, et cetera. And you start to get into those larger raise numbers and that can get tough. So I, I think that leap you know, into the public markets and then the SPAC sort of vehicle facilitating that, I think is going to be a huge story in cannabis. It already is, but I think it will get even bigger in the next 12 months. And the way for viewers, I think, to think about a SPAC, the fundamental part of your question, really is essentially... The same idea as taking a company public via the traditional IPO. Mm-hmm. However, you do the steps in reverse. You get to the same place, but you do the steps a little bit in reverse. So you take the entity, an empty entity public that typically has a, a strong management team with a strong operating history or a, a strong deal history. And the idea is you take that team and you're giving that team the ability to go out and find a great deal for you as an investor. And as an investor, the, the what I think the really nice thing here, especially when you get into something as niche and, and growth oriented as cannabis, it's a look for the investors that, that I would call a free look. They put money in, they earn a treasury like return. And then once a team like ours comes to you and says, okay, here's the deal that we want to do, then you can say, okay, I like that deal or I don't like that deal. So it's a private, a private sort of free look, right, into a potential private equity deal. And, and during that time, you lose nothing. You earn your treasury-like return, and then you can decide what you want to do. Now, that also provides some challenges, right, for a target company or for the, the SPAC team to know what those redemptions could look like, how excited are, are folks going to be about this deal. And that's what you hear a lot about. What are the redemptions on a SPAC going to be? And that's really where you get into what I think is the very core of what makes a SPAC work, which is that it's more like an M&A transaction mm-hmm. than it is a traditional IPO where you're going out to the market in a traditional IPO and saying, okay, here's what we think we're worth. What do you think we're worth? And and the market goes and pushes you around, right? Your stock price around the day before you trade. And obviously right as the IPO begins trading. In a SPAC, however, the shareholders are already there. They already own the shares. So you can go to them, bring them over the wall and have a conversation with a target alongside of those current shareholders and say, is this a deal you like and you want to stay in? 
And I think that gives you much more of a conversation for a lot of cannabis companies. You know, this would be their first big jump into public capital markets. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where it's nice. Both groups, investors and the cannabis company operators can dip their toes in the water and do it together uh, a little bit outside of the public eye in an IPO transaction. You could do this behind closed doors, bringing people over the information wall to discuss with them what facets of this deal do you like or not like. And I think that allows you to shape the deal to where you can control a lot of that redemption uh, situation. Well, you raised quite a bit of money when you, given the fact that the flow is so tight right now into the cannabis, I was shocked how much you raised. Is it 120 million? Yeah, it's 120 million US dollars. In our case, the money is sitting in trust today. And when we identify that transaction, we'll go out to those shareholders and obviously convert those dollars into that new business. That's okay. how the, the process works. And that's what, what's called de-spacking. A lot of acronyms, a lot of acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> so what type of company are you targeting? We, we listed in Canada mainly for the goal of being able to then look at and target plant-touching U.S. businesses. We think that's the most capital-constrained. It's the core of the industry, right? We could look at picks and shovels all day and that they absolutely have a place and and there are some great investments to be made there. At the end of the day, the plant's got to be grown, manufactured, packaged, and and sold to people. And that's where the most constraint exists today is, of course, the minute you say plant touching, right? You bring in licensing, a lot of other things, all the restrictions begin to to show up. So that's where we think the best opportunity is. And again, we believe it's the core of the industry. So if you're going to give me the core of the industry and we think the best opportunity, then that seems like a no-brainer to us. That's why we are focused in the U.S. on either deep single state operators, most of which, given the regulatory environments in various states, are vertically integrated folks. So either a deep, what I'd call an SSO, a single state operator, or, or a multi-state operator. And then uh, the big focus for Cirrus on the back end of this is on the packaged goods side, uh, the branding side of this, because we've brought in some partners into the SPAC that are a very well-known global ad agency, because a lot of those marketing tools haven't been afforded to the cannabis industry because of Mm -hmm. all the restrictions on advertising. So our goal in the SPAC was to start the SPAC with a foundational asset, as I was saying, a deep SSO or or an MSO type type of business. And then the focus going forward being branded products, the opening up these marketing channels. We've brought in a couple of talent agencies that will help us open the top of the funnel and create some exposure for cannabis consumers to those products. That's our angle in the SPAC. Okay. And what's the um, ticker symbols? The so there are actually two of them. There's CERE dot U. That would be the shares, the actual equity or the traded shares. There's also an instrument, the warrant that was originally tied to those shares. Those warrants can be broken off of the shares. Originally in the IPO and SPAC IPOs, there's a share is sold to an IPO investor along with either a half, three quarters, or a full warrant, typically attached to that. And you can break those apart after 30 days. This is where you get into the conversation. There's a lot of of arbitrage traders and things out there that will buy SPAC IPOs, break off the warrants, sell the warrants, and then either redeem the shares or decide to keep the shares going forward if they like the deal, et cetera. But it gives them sort of two instruments uh, with which to arbitrage and, and play the IPO process. So the other symbol, our warrants now are traded separately, and that's CRE.WT. Okay. So those are the two symbols related to our SPAC. Okay. 
So if those are your opportunities on the public side. Now, back to right. Sears Group Holdings. Is there opportunities for people to still invest with that company? We closed our first vehicle probably now. It'd be a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago now. COVID, I feel like I lose track of time with COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah, it's been a couple of years now. So for the last couple of years, the answer to that question was no. However, we are raising capital for our second private vehicle, which will be a hundred million dollar capital raise to do our second fund. Again, still focused solely on cannabis related health and wellness. And goal is similar in structure to what we did the first time. Our thesis really is that the next few years is where you're going to see that what we call the consumerification of cannabis, mm-hmm. where you've got a more informed consumer. They know more about what they want. A cannabis company's job is no longer just to get product on the shelf and know that it will sell, right? We think the consumer is expecting better. They're becoming more educated and knowledgeable. And that all demands that the cannabis company is you know, is that much stronger and better at what they do. It's going to be a, a very big part of the story over the next few years. And we think that the industry is ready to, to start you know, bifurcating the folks that can meet those demands from consumers and ones that cannot. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I think and you're, you're not the first person that said that to us on the show. I'm going to have all your information in the show notes, and including the ticker symbol. I may hate to cut this off short, but we're, we're running out of time. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're looking to invest in a publicly traded cannabis company, or you're looking to invest in a privately held cannabis company, or you're a cannabis company that's raising capital, or you're a cannabis company that wants to be acquired, you need to take a closer look at Sears Group Holdings and Sears Acquisition Group because, like I said at the beginning of the show, these guys have something for everybody. Joe, thanks again for being on the show, and let's do this again. Thanks, Dan. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.